Yeah, I'm breaking them chains and I'm up on the road. The same kind of chains get me down in a hole. If you feel the pain, then you're feeling my soul. Cause when I say chains, I ain't talking about gold. I'm talking about chains like the lock on the door. I'm talking about chains like my story's untold. I try to make chains with the lock that I own. So when I say chains, I ain't talking about gold. Eli, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, buddy? How Dude, you I'm, doing? I'm doing great. I'm always great because we have an opportunity, but... Today's a little special, man, because uh, I'm just a person. I'm just a super fan of this superhuman. I'm gonna get to his name yeah. here in a second, right. and he better still be on mute because he's gonna humble <laughs> himself and cut me off with his intro. And that ain't gonna happen. But he is a performance coach. He's an author. He's a father. He's a good friend. He's a guy I got introduced to through a mutual friend. I'm nobody. Let's be clear. But that guy would interact with me on Instagram and be encouraging, and we, we just kind of kept in touch. And he saw us um, building and doing our thing, and and over time, man, he, uh, he he was able to open up a window and get on the podcast for us. But you know what I really love, man, is like as you and I are scaling, and we're meeting a lot of guys, Andy Fursellas, Sal Fursellas, Iron Cowboys, whoever, um, some of these guys that are out there. Man, when you see that they're like, hey, no one's too big for them, but no mm-hmm. one's too small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're always committed to, like, bringing people up. Dude, it's just – it's freaking cool. It's one thing to hear it, but then when you're experiencing it yeah. real time and getting to sit down with these guys, it's, and, it's pretty special, man. And he's got a short window, so we're going to get right into it, but it's it's superhuman Ben <laughs> Newman. Ben, what's That's up, awesome. my man? Man, come on now with this superhuman. Let, <laughs> let on, me dude. just settle this thing down. Let me just settle this thing down just a little bit. My, my buddy Will here, for, for years, we've been talking about making this happen, and uh, I appreciated you from uh, from day one when, when you reached out. You know, Gavin connected us, which was absolutely awesome. But here, here's what I want to share. There are men and women who are tucked away in nooks and crannies in this world right now, fighting for myself, my family, and every individual in the United States of America to have the opportunity for us to choose to go out and attack our days. You are one of those individuals that served our country. A, a lot of Americans, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. But they are tucked away in nooks and crannies. The media doesn't even know where they are. The media couldn't even handle knowing Mm -hmm. some of the things that they're currently seeing. So I am no superhuman. I'm blessed to have an opportunity to be connected with people like you who have fought for this country to give us the opportunity to have a day one, to talk about a dollar zero, and to have an opportunity to grow. So, man, I, I put that right back on you. And to you and Eli, I appreciate this opportunity. You see what I mean? <laughs> right you there, see man. what I mean, man? Right you can't. There. And here's what's so cool, man. Like, you believe him. You know, man, I appreciate yeah. that. But when, when I talk about Superhuman, not only has he done some videos and just kind of shed light onto his days and how many times he's on private planes and serving people. This Ben, if, if, it, if I had to break it down to what he does, it's, <laughs> it's serving people. But part of you being Superhuman is just the perspective that you have. And I love your blend of just getting after it and taking chance and taking names and leaving it all on the table, but yet you still have the humility side to you. Man, and I, and I want to get your perspective on that before we get out of here today at the end of the day, but you know, some, I'm, I'm big on the humility, and I understand why we've got to be humble in certain things, but what about when it's your time to step up to the plate? Hey, it's your time to hit. How are you taking chance? Are you taking charge? Do you have confidence, and are you getting, that after, you know, getting, getting after it with your day, or do you kind of like remain in that, that humble state where you're not necessarily creating impact either way, but 
that's more toward the end because I know you probably speak to a lot of athletes in that. But just to give a rundown of some context, Ben, if you wouldn't mind telling people just from the entrepreneur side where you started as far as your profession. And if you could if you could try to take us through the narration of what you did prior to, if you, if you guys are watching the video, quote unquote, Ben Newman. Um, and then where did that profession turn into away from like a career into this calling into what you're doing now and how it all formulated. And I know you've got, you've got a, a several different businesses that you've got and you're helping other uh, influencers and public speakers get out there. So man, would you mind just talking to us about like the literal day $1 of your career? And then how did it branch over into this calling? Yes. Yeah, so I started serving people at 13 years old for $3 and 25 cents an hour <laughs> selling hot dogs at the Jewish community center snack bar in St. Louis, Missouri. And for those of you that have never been to St. Louis, St. Louis in the summertime, the humidity is so thick, you could cut it with a knife. I'm mm -hmm. talking like if we're at 100 degrees, it feels like it's 120. There's no air conditioning. You're sweating all over the place. And I'm making $3.25 an hour, <laughs> making sure that people got enough relish, mustard, ketchup on their dogs. And from, from there... You know, it was all, all about service of people. I've always been a relationship guy. I've been blessed to have amazing people in my life who have helped me during periods of time when I was knocked down and didn't think I could keep moving. And so whether it was those mentors, those coaches who I still have today, or the jobs that I had selling hot dogs, being a, a, a dish guy at S&P Oyster Company, being a busboy at some of the best steakhouses in St. Louis. Man, I was out hustling, just building relationships, learning to communicate with people. And I always loved people. And it was a blessing to learn early on to, to make your own money, to get your hands dirty. I had a dad who was a very successful trial attorney. And, you know, I, I was brought up, you know, you get pissed off about it, you know, then when you're a kid, like, why am I working, dad? And now you look back on it and you're like, dad, thank you for pushing me to have a job 100%. making $3.25 because I learned what it was like to buy myself the new pair of shoes that I wanted. And so <clears throat> I always had that, that desire, that passion for relationships, but to go out and make money. And my, my first uh, job in college, uh, I was a broker. I was uh, running a, 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 I was a branch manager for a mortgage company. So essentially mm -hmm. I got hired by one of my fraternity brothers. You go in in order to generate leads, pre-qualifications, what's the rate, you know, what's the interest rate, what's your social security number, and by the way, I know I'm interrupting your dinner, and I loved it, man. It was, like, awesome for me. Like, you could literally flip somebody's mindset, have this conversation, and they're in the middle of their dinner when most people were scared to death to do that, <clears throat> and so that's how I cut my teeth in sales. 13 weeks into that, I was running. I was one of the branch managers of this little telephoning center. It was, like, you know, straight out of... Uh, straight out of a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the next thing you knew, I, I was hiring my friends and, and that was it. I went into sales. I was a paper broker for a few years in Chicago, uh, just like Steve Carell out of the office. <laughs> then I moved, then I moved back to St. Louis and in December of 2003. And then in April of 2004, I became a financial advisor and, and had a great uh, 10 year run. Um, and, and I don't say this to impress anybody. It's to impress upon the point. But I, I had a great 10-year run with a Fortune 100 financial firm, top 2% of all financial advisors. And I know we'll get into it, but back in 06, as a result of a fast start in that industry, I got invited to speak. And then you kind of start building these two companies. <clears throat> and then at some point in time, you got to listen to what God says. And God was telling me, you can't do both. So I was sacrificing every day. Just, just what am I supposed to do? I'm surrendering to you. What's the plan? And the next thing you know, here we are no longer an advisor and, and serving people and doing what I love. 
and it and it's a calling, man. And I, I love how you pay it forward because you know when you say that, ironically, like Eli and I are kind of at that point, right? Like we've got you know we were top one percent worldwide uh, real estate uh, producing team for Berkshire Hathaway. Then we worked our way into the top 0.5% worldwide for their production and, hey, broke off. We're, we're a part of EXP, which is like a nationwide brokerage where you can have a ton of influence and build your brand nationwide and through Canada and Mexico. And it's really cool, but I've gotten, I've, I've kind of gravitated into this portion of, you know, just the influence side and teaching people how to execute and being a professional at sales and navigating clients and managing emotions and building their brand. And a lot of people just want to know a lot about about how we did it. But you know what it's taken me from, Ben, is like I'm less transactional now, right? So Elon and I pretty much handle clients that are million dollar plus. He handles about 85% of that client he, when he needs me or talks to me or finding help with negotiating or some things with contracts and you need me to step in, I step in. But man, he's got it for the most part. And then I'm helping other agents build their brand. And I've done some public speaking, but man, I would love to just pick your brain on some of that one day because I'm starting to taper off into influence and like what we're doing there. Yeah. The podcast has been great, man. I think we're getting like 30,000 downloads between iTunes, Spotify, Google play. And you know, but it's, it's man, what was your, what's it like when you, when you, Hey, I can't, I can't do both. I've got to venture off and I've got to do public speaking and that influence. Were there any difficulties yeah. there? You know, cause like I'm, I struggle with that a bit, man. Like I'm, I'm kind of double dutch and like, I love the sale. I love being around the clients. I love pushing that, but I also know, Hey, my new client, our brokers and other small unit leaders within our industry that just need help. And if I can help them, they can influence several agents. So my impact I know is greater with where I'm tapering off, but man, like it's, there's still like this peel away that, that becomes difficult <clears throat> at times. Well, first I, w- I would encourage everybody listening and, and this is for you. And it's a great reminder of the support that I had and the mentors and the coaches in my life to kind of, you know, push me to believe even more in myself <clears throat> You know, getting off to this fast start in financial services, and, and once again, I, I don't say this to impress anybody, it's to impress upon the point, you know, you're performing at that level. I mean, you're making, you know, NFL-type player checks and money, and, you know, people thought I was crazy for even entertaining the idea to leave. And you start to realize, like, we only live once. You know, we live once and we've got every day, so you might as well make the most of every single day that you have because you never know what else is going to be there for you. And if you have a dream, you got to chase that dream and recognize where you are right now might not be the final chapters. <clears throat> they might just be crucial chapters of the future story that you're writing or you're solidifying the foundation. And for me, I was solidifying the foundation. And I remember back in 2010, I had started to grow both. So in 2004, I became an advisor. 2006, first time I was ever hired to speak, there was a little boutique firm up in Chicago and they called me up 26 and they're like, We'll pay you 500 bucks to come and speak and we'll pay all your expenses. I'm like, Damn. that's a thing. Like, you know, like you'll, pay me, you'll yeah. pay me to like come that's and talk to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, sure. Like I'll, I'll go do that. And so you kind of fell in love with doing that. And then you're growing both. And then you start writing books. And then in 2010, I remember people used to always ask me like, do you think you'll ever leave being an advisor? And I love being an advisor because of the core of my heart, how I grew up, the adversity that I'd been through life insurance, putting me through college, having watched my mother pass away from a rare muscle disease 11 days before my eighth birthday. And so you had all this fuel to want to be in that industry. And I would tell people, I'll always do 50%. And then one of my coaches, I still have two coaches to this day. I read books every single day. I'm far from having this thing figured out. And one of the coaches, Laura Pierce, who's still my coach today. So I've been doing for coaching. She's been coaching me for over 10 years. That's right. I'm a coach. I still have two coaches. And I remember Laura said to me, wake up every day, 
Stop trying to control the story. Wake up every day and just surrender. Surrender and say, God, whatever the plan is, you open the doors and I will walk through the doors that you open. And sure enough, you know, a couple of years later is 2012 and 100% of my time was speaking, writing, coaching, and that was it. I mean, you just, you, you knew at that point in time, if Will or Eli called me to help with their buy-sell agreement for their business or to help with insurance for their, I didn't have time to return your phone call. Yeah. And at that point in time, I was doing a disservice to my clients. I figured out the best way to transition my business to a mentor of mine in that industry that had, his name's Scott, who was just incredible in helping me learn how to grow and learn the business world. And so we made an appropriate transition. I transitioned into doing this now. And it's been an incredible run. And every day I get to fight to help people connect to their stories and their drive and to have the courage to make those tough decisions that for me was a tough decision. Right. But it was one, it was one that had to be made because I believe for all of us, you have the right to give yourself permission to go write your story. And I love that. And you know what else I love, man, was that you built your foundation. Like you had something to speak to, you know, and something that was important to me. I know, you know, and like the Jockos of the world, man, I'm, I'm so appreciative of a guy like Jocko because anytime I say, you know, I talk about like Marine Corps Infantry Command or, you know, being attached to Special Operations Command, you know, and, and Gavin was one of the first guys to say, he goes, oh, you're like Jocko. And I go, well, no, because he's super successful right now and he's a brilliant guy. And I'm not, t- I am not going to take any of that guy's credit. However, for the sake of the conversation, I know how, why you're related because you're a civilian. You're not quite sure everything that I did. So Jocko's like an example of, Hey, I've done this world and I'm transitioning to business. So for the sake of the conversation, yes, you know, but it was also important for me to not just come out and start talking or trying to go write my book or tell my story. Everything that I felt applied to the civilian sector in life and just being a, a better father, a better human, but then also being successful in business. Not a lot of thoughts with that, but I had to go build that. And I think that's where a lot of people are, they're, they're shortcutting it. Maybe not with any bad intention, but they're shortcutting it because they're so passionate about their story. Hey, don't forget that you've got to put your story to the test. You've got to solidify your principles and your execution to validate, right? To have your thesis that, hey, not only am I expressing this to you and I want to, I want to teach that or coach that, but I can stand on a foundation of success that's tried and true and there's accomplishments there. And it's again, like you say, Hey, it's not to impress. It's to impress upon the point, like the credibility, man, it's super important there when it comes to business. And I super respect that you, you were able to establish those things, not just go out and run your mouth because you're a great talker. Well, I, you know, and I think that brings up an important point because there, there's a lot of people who want to skip the 15 years that I've invested in this industry. You know, if everybody pays attention to the timeline, what did I say? The first time I was hired to speak was in 2006. And I can't tell you how many times people reach out and, you know, I've got a story and I've got this. And, you know, it's been a blessing for me to work for the Alabama football team for four years, right? So this, I just started my fourth year working for the Crimson Tide football team. And it's been a hell of a run. People will call me, oh, I've got a great message for Alabama. I mean, these people have never spoken anywhere. Oh, but, but put put me on the big stage. I've never done anything. I've never even given a talk, but I've got this perfect message for the, and everybody wants to skip ahead. Yeah. And I always encourage people like, learn where you are. Like one of the things that I feel like I've been really blessed in my life is that, like I mentioned, Scott was a mentor of mine in the business. I remember when I met Scott, when he taught training back in 2004, and what did I say? Same relationship, same guy is the one I transitioned my business to because he was there for me. My high school basketball coaches are characters in books that I write because they were so important to me 
I played for these guys when I was, you know, 18, 17, 18 years old. They're still mentors in my life today. So, you know, to me, it, it, people just need to really, you know, slow down. You've got to understand the process that's going to cause you to be successful and understand there are going to be some stages of your development. If you get lucky and get invited to go speak to Alabama as your first speaking engagement, good luck. By the way, saving doesn't work like that. you got to prove yourself. But, you know, those things don't happen. You have to be willing to put in the time. Don't make it about the money. Don't make it about the glitz and the glamour. You better connect to that burn that lies inside of you, that fire, that real passion, if you're going to end up making a living, making a difference. The money ends up being a byproduct of your commitment to wanting to help others fight for what's important to them. 100%. And, hey, if, if your first opportunity is Alabama, listen to me. Whether it goes great or not great, you're exposing yourself, right? So you can burn a bridge. Like, hey, that opportunity can never come back again depending on how well you do. And you might you might be praying to God that it didn't happen and that you'd have been more prepared. And, you know, I, I remember when I met you through Gavin. You know, we had a phone conversation, and, you know, Gavin was super excited to, to kind of talk talk with me with you and, you know, and I try to take every word that you said and applied it. And it's exactly what we've done the, 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 the next two years. You know, like we had just hit top 1% when I, when I had met you a couple years back. And it was like, keep doing what you're doing, man. Hey, you're going to be great if you ever want to be a public speaker or certain things. Cool. But, hey, keep doing what you're doing. And here's some things to, to, to kind of look into. And right when you said that, I was like, yep, I need to make my Instagram public. I need to start writing more of my thoughts. I need to put myself out there more. And just make sure you're still serving people and executing on the platform and the profession that you're in. And that worked our way up, man. And then before you know it, we're on Andy, you know, Andy Forsella's on our podcast. We were, you know, he thought we, we did a great job with it. He thought we were great dudes. He does love some of that military stuff and how we've applied it to business. And you know, Andy, he's like, he's just a, he's just a good soul. He's like, Hey, yeah. you motherfuckers are cool. You guys need to come yeah. out here and be on our podcast. You did a great job. And I love, I love what you guys stand for. And it was at that moment that I knew you, you're great friends with Andy. And it was after that, uh, successor, it was like, hey, Ben, hey, man, here's kind of like what we're hitting. And I knew that, like, you would see the work that went into play over the course of two years. But it wasn't me just asking you for a ton of shit every week or begging you to be on. It was like, hey, you've got to go out and apply. And there's so much power in some of the advice you get from someone, even when it's five minutes. Are you looking for it, though? You know what I mean? Like, are you really listening to what people are saying or are you just hoping to catch a break? And depending on where your mind is at that time, that five minutes maybe means nothing to you and you don't know where to go with it. Or if you're, if you're listening with the right intention and you're grateful for people speaking to you, that five minutes on the phone I had with you, I've been talking to Eli about it for two damn years, you know, and it's, it's something that's great. And, but again, I think it comes back to the, to the work point and man. So when you first started going into this public speaking and, and um, you know, just performance coaching, I'm sure there's some phase of like start over, right? Like you've got a story, you've got successes, but you're kind of like putting yourself out there in a different realm did it go back to cold calling? Did it go back to, hey, I'm, I'm going to go speak for free? Like, how did you transition into that type of profession? What was the start over kind of like? And how did you, obviously there's work there, but what was that transition like? And um, did it go back to some of your roots of building business in the first place? Or what did that feel like? Yeah, so as a, as a financial advisor, uh, the company that I, I worked for had an old leader in the organization named Al Graham. And he wrote a book called Building a Financial Services Clientele. <clears throat> and he studied 1,500 financial advisors and all the daily disciplines and habits that would make that advisor successful. And really he bled it down to the most important thing in my eyes was your ability to pick up the phone every single day and to have an outbound voice out to the world. I'm open for business. So I call them POCs, points of contact, 
text message, emails, phone calls, a POC. And so in order to build a financial services practice, I had to hammer my POCs. Mm -hmm. So when I started making this transition, it was easy for me to say, well, if that worked to build a, a business here, and this is also a numbers game, I just need to let people know I'm open for business, I need to have POCs in this business. So I started the POCs, I honored that commitment every single day, <clears throat> doors opened up for opportunity, and yes, I, I mentioned I got paid $500 the first time I spoke, there were times after that where I got coffee cups, literally a coffee <laughs> cup. And I mean, imagine you go to San Diego and you come home and you bring a coffee cup and you try to explain to your wife, hey, I'm gonna be the speaker and do all this. And she's like, you know, how did it, well, I got a coffee cup. Oh, but they paid my expenses. Well, them paying your expenses doesn't pay our expenses and a coffee mm -hmm. cup doesn't pay the mortgage. Mm -hmm. And right, so it, it, it's knowing that you have to be willing to say yes in order to build your message. And sometimes I get paid, sometimes I wouldn't get paid. Heck, the first time I ever got back to the, you know, the Alabama, people think, oh, you just start by speaking to professional athletes. My old high school basketball coach called me in 2011. My speaking was all corporate from 06 to 11. My old high school basketball coach calls me, still calls me to this day, Benny Boy. Benny Boy, come fire up these boys. Man, they're underperforming. We're playing the number 10 team in the city. You need to come get these guys right. And so I went out there playing Parkway Central, and sure enough, I gave a little pregame speech. Kids knock off the number 10 team. It was this huge upset. I was hooked. I still go back to my high school to give back to those kids. Ten years later. So that opened I the did. door, though, right? Yeah. Like that Was that like a door yes. where, like, hey, maybe I should it, be navigating into performance as an, on athletes in addition to just performing business people? A hundred percent, because then I was able to say, okay, well, here's a message that I worked with with Will on daily disciplines and habits or a prize fighter day or this or what. And then now you apply it to these athletes. Oh, well that works. And then all of a sudden what happens if you do a good job for the right reasons, not money, I've still never accepted a dollar from that basketball program and I never will. And so for me, right, I wasn't there for the money. I was there for the impact on the kids. Well then more opportunities arise. And then there's people, Oh, I didn't know you did stuff in sports. And then you do more in sports. And then I had the opportunity to mentor the first player in the NFL in 2013. Then it was the North Dakota State Bison, the first college football team. And then it just starts to roll, right? If you do the right thing for people, they're going to introduce you to other people. If you make it all about you and the money, don't be surprised when it's going really slow and you can't figure out why. If you connect to the real reason why you want to do it, I call it the burn. A lot of speakers and coaches that do the work that I do they talk about why, they talk about purpose, but they forget there, there's a burn that lies inside of all of us that ignites that why and that purpose that causes us to take the necessary action in order to perform at your highest possible level. That's why our podcast is called The Burn, because everybody's burn is different. Some people don't know what theirs is, so we try to give this perspective of what somebody's burn is, because once you connect to that burn, that's how you that's how you ignite that fire to go get after it every single day but you're making it about somebody else you're taking your fire to give to somebody else the money is a byproduct i promise you don't focus on the results focus on the process focus on your passion to serve other people and i, and I love that you call it the burn too because something i talk about a lot man is like people living in quiet despair which would be like forgetting your burning your like you got that fire in your belly and you know it's there and you ignore it and you put it to the side and you don't take chance and you don't get after it. And like, man, what, is, what does that feel like if you don't? But that burn, you know, and I think it's great when you can hear different people's perspectives and how they articulate because the burn speaks to me, right? Like when people ask me how I get up and get after it every single day, it's like, listen, man, here's the bottom line. Marines are dead. 
okay? And cop friends of mine are dead, and I'm not. I'm here with an opportunity. I've got beautiful children. I've got a beautiful family. I've got great, great coworkers around me, and I'm here every day, and I can either, like, you know, do nothing with that, or I can go out, go out and get after it and just try to emulate every person that I idolize and just have some perspective and run an after-action report, you know, with myself every day to, like, hey, Am I giving it all I got today? Am I making these guys proud? You know, and something that I try to speak to everybody to is, hey, a burn like that, it's hot because it doesn't get any more real than, than brothers, you know, like that. And, and guys just laying down for our country, for, for you as a brother. They're, you know, for me, for my life, for my perspective, it doesn't get hotter than that, you know. And, like, so it's just, man, it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like a, self-initiated obligation that I'm absolutely in love with to go out and get after it and make sure that I'm doing all I can with forgiveness, with kindness, with tenacity, with humility, with consistency to just do all, all I can to serve people, you know, and something that I've, I've found super impactful for others is, yeah, some of the tactics we have in that world do really well, but it's our loyalty. It's our camaraderie. It's a culture that we've created that's been impacting businesses and, and individuals being around us the most. And I love sharing some of that, some of those core values that we have at the highest level and some of those, you know, like in, like in the Marine Corps or like in SOCOM units. It's fun being able to expose that to others, whether it be athletes or, or business people. There's a value out there. And the more that I spread that and love that and tell stories, the more that, hey, those guys live on. And the more that I feel like I'm serving a purpose, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But you calling it a burn, it's just, it's attractive because it also articulates in your mind, like, hey, that's a burn, like, get after it. You know what I mean? It's super cool. That well, you and, and, and if people connect to their right burn, that burn does not go out. There's no on, on and off switch for it. And when you connect to it first thing when you wake up in the morning, there's no getting back in bed, right? That's your opportunity to own every single day. And watching my mom battle a rare muscle disease, she was given two to four years to live fighting amyloidosis. All Each and every single one of you, you have amyloids. You have an excess of them, they eat away at your muscles. So we had 24-hour nursing care in the house. My mom would come to the dinner table with an IV stand to ask me how my day was at school. And I'm, I'm gonna complain and make excuses when I've been given the opportunity with a healthy body, a beautiful family, and, and the men and women, as I mentioned earlier, you've made the sacrifice for me to have this freedom. And I'm gonna bitch and complain and not maximize my opportunity today. No, there's a fire inside of me that you can't put out. And that fire, as soon as I wake up, it is lit, and I'm going to go attack that day. Now, that's my fire and my passion. Everybody listening, I know you have it in you. If you haven't connected to it, start trying today. And then tomorrow, wake up and connect to it. And then the next day. And start stacking days of connecting to your burn, which is going to cause you to take the action that will allow you to be great one day at a time. And you start stacking days of connecting to what drives you serving others, following through consistency in your disciplines. That discipline wins long-term and you'll write one hell of a story. Man, it's, and it's powerful. And, and I know, and I'm watching this time, X, I know you, you, you're you a busy guy and you've got 30 minutes. And so I want to, I want to leave everybody with this and, um, and we'll do like an outro and Ben, we'll chat with you for a second after we get out there. But, um, out of all the athletes, professional, collegiate level, out of all the business people that you see, Rex, I think people are super understanding when you're talking about your burn right now. But what are, what are like the number one or top three excuses, reasons, inabilities people don't connect or when they do connect to their burn, they don't actually get after? Are they insecure of other people's opinions? Are they afraid of it? What's the number one you see like in business folks and in athletes as far as like why they're, they're not choosing to connect to that and just go all in with it? Well, I think it's the, the fears, the doubts, the uncertainties of not knowing what's out there, 
right? So I can have a vision, I can have, but I, I'm scared of my vision because of something that happened back here. I, I don't, so we start to protect ourselves. And at some point in time, you have to give yourself permission to just go get after it. Silence the excuses, silence the fear, silence. I have them too. That's why I have two coaches. The conversations I have with my fears, doubts, and uncertainties, they don't last very long. It's taken a long time of learning how to control this. But you have to give yourself permission to understand you have 100% control over your mindset. You control it when you wake up. You control it throughout the day. Stop making excuses. No fears, doubts, and uncertainties. And the other thing I'll tell you what the highest performers have in common, they're not seduced by success. Far too often, people, they get on a run. I'm connecting to my burn. I'm following through on my daily disciplines. Hey, these disciplines are causing me to win. And then you go back to, oh, I don't like hearing the word no. And I've had to hear a lot of no's to get these yeses. So I'm going to celebrate this yes for like three months. Uh, and then all of a sudden you get three months down the road and you look back and you go, remember that great month that I had? What happened? Well, you stopped working. You stopped. The highest performers, they're not seduced by success. Doesn't matter what they did yesterday. Doesn't matter what they think is going to happen tomorrow. They attack the opportunity that's in front of them every single day to figure out how much better can I get today? And if they're, they're not seduced by success. And if they're not seduced by success, it probably means they're not heartbroken or devastated by failures then either, right? Like it sounds like, hey, if you're not if you're not too high on your highs, you're probably not too low on your lows either, right? And you've got good perspective and you tend to have that poise and, and consistency. Perspective is the key word. Now, now I know that there's a lot of individuals who may say, well, gosh, you know, Will's burn is what he saw with his two eyes when he was on a battlefield. Ben's burn is what he saw with his two eyes when his mother was dying before his eyes as a little boy. I've never been through anything like that. So for you and I, and we wouldn't wish that upon anybody, right. that has given us perspective. That's where I go, right? So you tell me no in business or, or this, that, or it doesn't matter to me. Like nothing is worse than what I've seen with these two eyes. I'm going to keep moving. So I think for all of us, if you haven't been through the adversity and challenge, think of somebody who's made a sacrifice for you. What did they have to go through to make that sacrifice? And how could you not maximize the opportunity that they've given from the sacrifice they've made for you? You've got to paint that picture and give yourself the perspective that you have got to keep fighting. We cannot waste our days. We cannot waste our opportunities. There's far too many people in this country that are doing it. It's a choice to show up that way. It's a choice. You know, you get, you get cancer, you get a terminal illness, something happens, you got to go take care of your mom and dad. Those things are, those are excuses, right? I need to take care of my health. But most of the excuses, they're not valid excuses. People's perspective is off. They're not connecting to what drives them. And their work ethic is far be far below where it needs to be in order to actually figure out what they're made of. Gold. 100%. I think, I think we'll leave everybody with that. I know we've gone two minutes over, Ben. I've stolen two minutes of your time, but... Before we get, you know, before uh, before listeners get out of here, Ben, where can they, where can everybody, because here's my thing, we could talk to you for six hours and it still wouldn't be all of Ben. <laughs> it just wouldn't. You know, there's so much good stuff there. Are there any of your, fa you know, I'm sure all your books are your favorite, but are, are there any favorite books or your website or Instagrams where people can go and, and follow you and just grab more of your content? Well, I, I, I love because, you know, being, being limited on time, you know, if anybody goes to at continued fight, that's our Instagram at continued fight. And you actually send me a DM with the word prize fighter uh, as a result of, uh, you know, our friendship and you having me on the show, I uh, would be more than happy to send a free prize fighter day course uh, to everybody that, uh, that sends that DM. So just send a DM to at continued fight with the word prize fighter 
and uh, you know, give us a follow. Check out uh, check out the Burn Art Podcast. You know, every single week, you know, there's a story that you can learn from somebody and their burn and how they show up. And then we're also excited. August third, uh, my next book, Uncommon Leadership, will be released, and I think it's one that uh, will a- allow people to really understand the uncommon mindset of the highest performers. I'm going to be on his front porch just waiting for, like, an autographed copy. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a tent out there like, uh, like I'm will. waiting on a PlayStation. Nah, I'm waiting on Ben's book. And we're also going to share that prize fighter ta- hashtag um, on our stories on Instagram. That way, if people don't listen to this right away, they're hearing it from a day or so yep. later. We'll share this on our story, man. We'll try to funnel as many people over there to get that to get that free content from you. And what a gift. We weren't even expecting that, but yeah. what a yeah. gift, man. Ben, if you don't mind, hold on for a quick sec. We're going to outro it, and then we'll um, we'll send you on your way, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, all right. Appreciate you. You bet, brother. Day one, dollar zero. We will see you guys next week. Out. You guys have a killer day. Out. This is for my team, man. We out here on the come up. Now you breaking chains with the band name Long Cut. Yo, I never was the same once I rolled off the lot. Promise Papa on my name. I come back with a lot. Put the music on my shoulders and I climb to the top. And I've been